Hello, and welcome to the Thrive at Kansas State University podcast. Today, we're happy to introduce our first episode of a new podcast series, Student Stories, brought to you by the Morrison Family Center for Student Wellbeing. Sharing student stories, struggles, and tips about their journeys towards better well-being at Kansas State University, we hope that this series provides students and listeners with insight into the importance of well-being, better understanding of the different resources available, as well as useful steps to take to optimize your Kansas State experience. In today's episode, Financial Well-Being, we talk with Anna Sanko, Senior Double Major in Finance and Personal Financial Planning, as well as Peer Counselor at PowerCap Financial, as she shares her journey towards financial well-being. We had a great conversation with Anna today. She was very well-spoken and provided great perspective on finances. We hope that you enjoy this episode and are able to take something away about improving your own financial situation. Stay tuned for more episodes like this one of students sharing their journeys towards well-being. If you're looking for financial resources at Kansas State University, check out the show notes of this episode to find any of the resources that we touched on today. My name is Macy Hines, Health Communications Intern at the Morrison Family Center for Student Well-Being, along with Chris Bowman, Director of the Well-Being Center. This is Thrive at Kansas State University, Student Stories. Go with that? Yeah, go ahead. We got, we're rolling, and I think, like I said, we're recording something at least, so we'll have something at the end of this, so that's <laughs> okay, a good part. Okay. All right. Well, Anna, welcome to the podcast. Um, we're very grateful to have you here today. Um, first of all, before we kind of hop into things, you just want to tell us a little bit about who you are, where you're from, maybe what brought you to K-State. Yeah. Um, so my name is Anna Sanko. I am a senior studying finance and personal financial planning here at K-State. Um, and I am a third year peer counselor at PowerCat Financial, which is a huge part of my identity. And so what brought me to K-State is a somewhat funny story. So I've known vaguely where I want to be um, before um, and high, since high school. So I knew I wanted a specific type of program for my education, knowing I needed to be able to take an exam afterwards. And um, so I narrowed it down um, to Nebraska schools because I'm originally from Holders, Nebraska. And my dad, who's from Kansas, um, got tired of us attending Nebraska schools. So he's like, you, you need to go see how it's done right. And I was like, Dad, I don't want to pay out-of-state tuition. Um, needless to say, I fell in love. It's just such family atmosphere. Everyone's helping each other. And I really appreciate that like small town feel in a bigger town. Um, so that's what brought me to K-State and I've loved my whole time here. So, so you turned down the, the Nebraska Huskers. (laughs) I did. I did. We just had a meet there this weekend. So I was just on campus there. We saw the the big red, but I would still choose Manhattan over (laughs) Over Lincoln. Any day. (laughs) um, So, yeah, you said you're studying uh, finance and personal financial planning, and you have an exam that you take Mm -hmm. when you complete that. What exam is that? Yeah, so I'd like to be a financial advisor after I graduate, and I will actually be working for Vanguard, which is a huge investment firm, to be able to accomplish that. And I will be taking the certified financial planning exam, um, which is huge. Um, Not as bad as the C. CPA for accountants, but it's still big. (laughs) Okay. And you'll take that following graduation. Mm -hmm. Yep. I'll take it in November. Okay. So when you were looking for schools, you knew you wanted to do financial, something in financial planning Mm -hmm. or finance. Um, How was Kansas State a draw for you in that way? Were you 
looking at their program, comparing it to other programs? Uh, what did that look like for you? Yeah. So um, for personal financial planning, K-State is actually nationally recognized. Um, it has amazing opportunities. In fact, we had a um, financial planning association competition and our team, um, which I was lucky enough to be a part of, actually placed second uh, nationally um, for our financial plan and knowledge, um, which was pretty cool. So we have an amazing program. I just didn't know it at the time. It was kind of buried beneath everything else. So that definitely helped. Okay. <laughs> After you got here, you realized just how, how good this Kansas State finance program is. <laughs> yep. That's awesome. Okay. Um, so I guess how would you define for yourself financial well-being? This is kind of what the meat of what we're kind of getting to in this podcast. What is financial well-being? How can students achieve financial well-being? Um, so just from someone studying finance uh, and personal financial planning, what is your definition of what good financial well-being looks like? Yeah, so I would define financial well-being um, just as being in a place where you can currently meet your financial obligations and are optimistic about the future. So really, it's just a place of peace and feeling secure. Um, so basically, in other words, you're not feeling constant anxiety about it. Um, so that doesn't necessarily always have to do with where you actually are at with like dollars and cents wise. Sometimes it's also just like the emotional side as well. Um, and I am actually someone who for a very long time um, had no idea what financial well-being was like. I didn't realize until I was a teenager that like finances was something I could have control over. It didn't have to be like this constant state of anxiety because um, my biological parents, they fought a lot about money, um, and my biological father did not manage it well, which caused stress for everyone involved, <laughs> that kind of thing, um, which is why I'm honestly so drawn to this topic, knowing that, like, okay, there are some things you can do to feel, like, this peace and not have to worry about it all the time, which I think with any aspect of well-being is just so important. Yeah. No, I agree with what you said. This concept of financial well-being was kind of foreign to me for a time, too. I didn't really know there was um, this concept of, yeah, having control, having good finances. You know, obviously being college students, we're paying for probably one of the most expensive things of our life in, mm -hmm. in paying for tuition and a college education. So um, I think at this time, at least me being a college student as well, this is so crucial. Would you mm -hmm. say so? At least making one of the biggest investments of your life with a college education? Yes, I, having felt it myself, having met with students from all walks of life on campus, um, I would definitely say, yeah, it is a big source of stress, um, either the tuition part or figuring out how to pay for your expenses, those kinds of things. Yeah, because that makes a big difference even in where you choose to go to college. Mm -hmm. I'm an out-of-state student as well, I think. Does Nebraska get in-state tuition? Um, we do not, um, okay. but with my dad having been an alumni, it okay. helps get me to that, closer to that in-state tuition. Yeah, because I think even, yeah, choosing your colleges is like there's a big, um, you know, dollar sign of like, mm -hmm. you know, what what's the tuition price? This is a big um, investment. How do I best prepare for that? Or when I'm in it, how do I set myself up best for the future? So, um yeah, definitely a high stress time, I think, for most college students. But Yeah, definitely. That's uh, one of the reasons we're so successful at PowerCap Financial, if you would call it that, um, is just because we understand students feel like that, and we've figured out ways to help walk them through it, whether it's just talking about their situation, which it's amazing how much 
stress can be relieved just by like talking about what's going on in your life as well as helping students develop like action plans yeah um of like okay how am I paying for college like what are my resources available like those types of things help so much yeah okay so so you work at PowerCat Financial Mm -hmm. so do you want to describe you just obviously were speaking about it but describe a little bit more in depth the services you provide and those conversations that you're having with students what you think is um been most helpful for incoming students current students yeah um it's definitely something i'm super passionate about but people typically have no i don't really understand that it's available or how it works or what we do or anything so powercat financial is free financial counseling service we have for k-state students And what we do in those sessions is they're completely free and confidential, and we talk about things like student loans, budgeting, credit, transitioning into the workforce, whether that's how to navigate that change financially or just, like, what are these employee benefits. Um, We're, honestly, the campus experts on what happens after you get the student loan, both maintaining it um, throughout your time at college as well as repaying after school. Um, We're the campus experts on that part. Um, So we also do a lot of um, presentations uh, for campus communities, organizations, classes, that kind of thing as well. So do you have many parents that want to sit in on some of these financial, I call them planning meetings Mm -hmm. with with their, or even guardians, anybody that's important to the student's life? Do you ever have people come and sit in and be like, hey, this helps relieve our stress as well (laughs) as among with, with with our loved one or our student's stress? Yeah, Um, we sometimes have parents like call in and stuff, but they typically, for whatever reason, if I don't know if the student's like, I want to do this by myself, but parents typically don't come to the sessions, but it's not unusual for um, a student to bring in their significant other, whether they're married or not, to talk about what's going on, um, that kind of thing. I just have to think like, I think that roadmap of how this is going to can be, you know, just can relieve worry for people and I know me personally if if um, there's some uncertainty that raises my or you know increases my stress so like giving that roadmap and showing hey this is possible I think is incredible yeah I think um, one of the biggest draws we have for student is we just help take some of the unknown out of everything Um, so when we're sitting with a student filling out a college financial plan basically just looking at what expenses will I have in college what can I contribute to or whether that's like scholarships, work, all those types of things, just helping them see, even if sometimes it's a bigger dollar sign, especially for those out-of-state or graduate students, just seeing what it looks like and putting kind of guards around it just helps so much. You just see on their faces of like, oh, okay, it's not as stressful or as bad as I thought it is. (laughs) Yeah, and this is a free service, you said, Mm -hmm. so that's great. So students don't need to go and find an accountant or another financial advisor elsewhere. You know, this is right on campus. Where exactly is PowerCat Financial located? Yeah, um, it's kind of hidden. Um, We're on the third floor of the union. Um, You may or may not have realized there's a third floor to the union (laughs) because it's only accessible from one stairway and elevator in the entire union over um, by the Morris Family Multicultural Center on that side. Um, And kind of like the welcome desk and that kind of thing. Yeah. I think right by the elevator and the stairways, don't they have the big, the science mm-hmm. is power cap financial, yeah. third floor. Yep. <laughs> when I was new to K-State trying to, you know, just kind of acclimate myself to what was going, where everything was at, I know that sign was extremely helpful for the fact that there 
is a third floor to the union. And that <laughs> yes. is what helped me out a lot. Yeah. Yes, it is very helpful. Um, yeah, and if you're directionally can do that, it's on the northeast side. <laughs> yeah. There we go. Um, uh, last thing about uh, PowerCat Financial, you said that you also provide um, some sort of like education for outgoing students, whether it's like uh, that transition from post-college, now mm -hmm. you have a job. Um, could you explain a little bit about that, whether like, it's providing information on, you know, a W-2 or like anything mm -hmm. like that? Yeah, so we typically don't offer tax or investment advice, um, but we make it our jobs to know the resources around that because um, Manhattan has a uh, volunteer tax service where people can get help for free um, called VITA every year. So we help connect students with those types of resources. So if we can't do it, we find ways to recommend and the student, whether that's at a campus resource or outside. Um, we do our best to be kind of a one-stop shop of yeah. you're not going to have to talk to five different people to figure out where you need to be type yeah. thing. <laughs> we can um, connect you here to everything you need. Exactly. Well, also, I think, like, the lingo of everything, you know, mm -hmm. because sometimes when you get into finances, there are terms, there are things that are hard to understand sometimes. And mm -hmm. so helping yes. people figure out, you know, this uh, what is a Roth IRA? What is a W-2? Yeah. What is a 1099? Mm -hmm. You know, I know... But you can help. Maybe you can answer. Maybe you don't. But you can also use your mind. Like we can get you someone that can answer that. And so that whole financial lingo, just mm -hmm. knowing that puts you five steps ahead of where you were at and where a lot of people are. I believe. Yeah, um, I think students really appreciate that we do our best not to use that lingo, or if we use it, we explain what we're talking about. We do our best to do that because, yeah, most people have no idea. Um, and several of us had no idea coming in of like, oh, this is exactly what that means. You learn a lot on the job. It's pretty amazing how much you learn. Yeah. And then students can work with somebody in a way that they are able to understand finances. Mm -hmm. That's great. Um, I guess uh, my next question was um, for students that you guys have had maybe come to PowerCat Financial or students you have seen who have t really taken initiative of their financial well-being, how do you think that maybe looks – like long term, um, can you really see like how students are set up for success by taking that initiative or maybe by not taking that initiative, the consequences of it? Mm -hmm. um, by meeting with us, we are a judgment free zone. Um, it's a lot easier to, uh, you'll hear professors say this all the time, it's a lot easier to help you at the beginning of the semester type thing than like yeah. finals week and there's not much we can do type thing. So, what we really offer is both just helping them understand the concepts um, or like what is available to them helps a lot, um, especially on like the front end, since we can't help students after they graduate or leave K-State. Um, so that is a huge draw of what we do. Um, and that way we can be like, before you go $20,000 in debt, when maybe you only needed $5,000, we can help you figure out what that looks like. And it makes a huge difference. Um, Cause yeah, we've met students who, um, they didn't realize that um, you could adjust how much aid you need um, with loans, so they took out all the loans. Um, so we were able to help them on the backside figure out what they need exactly and start pushing some of those resources yeah. kind of things. Yeah, planning ahead to hopefully eliminate some of those yeah. struggles that come up. Um, all right, so Anna, why do you think that financial well-being is important? Like why should college mm -hmm. students care about their financial well-being? 
like it might be easy to be in this state of like, oh, like I'll worry about it later. I, I maybe I don't have a job. Maybe I'm, um, you know, in college now. But why is it important to care now when you maybe have those loans to pay off later mm-hmm. or have a future career um, later? Yeah, caring now really helps you um, with a, it work applies to a lot of hard things in general. But like caring now allows you to like, if the sooner you do it the smaller steps you have to take at any given time to be able to get where you want to go, um, whether that's savings, anything, um, really helps now. But it's also, like, do you really want to look back five years from now and be like, oh, my gosh, this whole time I've been so stressed about money or I was, like, hiding how I felt about money and what I really wanted in life. Um, Enjoy now. And part of that is being aware of what you want and taking steps to find your peace whatever that looks like for you, so. Yeah, because finances can be, like you said, a very peaceful thing. And I think, I mean, honestly, with a lot of even college students I'm involved with, it's it can be tense. Like, you know, we're paying, we're all paying, like, how much is this rent going to be? Like, I don't know if we should get that house, you know? I mean, that's, I think what you guys <laughs> yeah. do is great of, like, there is a way to enjoy college and maybe have some peace with it mm-hmm. <laughs> and be at least in an okay spot moving forward. Yes. Um, but so now I kind of back on to you. Would you kind of mind sharing what your financial well-being was like maybe right when you got to K-State, when you came in as a freshman, mm-hmm. maybe how it's evolved to where you are now? Yeah. So coming in as a freshman, I didn't know what I didn't know. I would start by saying, like, there's a lot I didn't know. Um, but my biggest worry was, like, um, so my mom um, – She went to PA school, had a bad marriage, those kinds of things, which really set her back financially. So she's late 40s, almost 50. (laughs) Hopefully she doesn't listen to this um, because I should know. Um, But she still has over $100,000 in student loan debt, and she went to school in the 90s. So coming in, I was very anti-debt. I can now see, like, if you use it wisely, if you use it as a tool, plan ahead, that kind of thing, it can be helpful. Um, but I was very anti-debt. So, like, tuition-wise, I was super stressed. I was an out-of-state student. I had my first semester pretty much um, fairly taken care of. Um, but I was like, what do I do after this type thing? Um, so that was a huge stress for me. Um, but it really helped me learn um, that as long as I have a plan and I'm willing to adapt and accept the opportunities that come my way and realize I only have to take small steps at a time because they make a much bigger difference than I think they will, like ripples and like a pond or something. Um, I think that really helped just the whole process of learning. Okay, it's okay to adapt my plans. It's okay just being open and okay with the unknown Mm -hmm. um, is something I'm still coming to terms with um, as I, you know, get ready to move to Arizona and those types of things. (laughs) Yeah. So in terms of this, your journey to improving your financial well-being, how did you maybe get connected on Kansas State's campus? Or how did you maybe build a community that could help support Mm -hmm. you in your financial well-being journey? I think it started, honestly, with me being clear on what I wanted. Um, That way, I didn't accept things that were not as beneficial to me, Um, didn't set Um, except second best, I guess you could say. Um, But the other thing was the people, Um, whether it was advisors. I had some amazing professors. I was in the Multicultural Academic Program for Success, which really just taught me how to do the whole college thing and learn to accept and ask for help. 
um, all of that really helped um, because as a business student, um, but it applies everywhere else as well, networking and who you know makes such a, such a huge difference. That's how I got involved with PowerCat Financial and different things like that, as well as became aware of different scholarship um, programs and different things like that. Um, learning and meeting new people was such a big part of that and accepting the help. Yeah. Not being too proud for it. So you study finance and personal financial planning. Mm -hmm. What would you maybe say to a student who maybe isn't studying finance? How could they maybe get involved elsewhere? Like other, like being aware of those scholarships, what kind of things could they maybe go to, to network or something like Mm that? Um, getting involved with student organizations, I feel like is the biggest one. Mm -hmm. Um, I was involved with the CAT community originally, and that really helped, as well as that multicultural business student. Oh, that's the student association was the campus organization (laughs) version of the MAPS program. And just meeting different people like that um, really helped, because if you share your knowledge with someone else, everyone becomes richer type thing. Um, But yeah, being really connected with my advisors, connected in campus organizations, that kind of thing has made a huge difference. Um, And I've had some exceptionally amazing advisors as well. Mm -hmm. So how did you exactly get into PowerCat Financial? You mentioned it was through kind of some of those networking things. Yeah, so actually PowerCat Financial's um, applications are only open once a year. So I had, coming in, I had no idea they existed um, except through that MAPS program, but I'd missed my application window. So I had an amazing professor in the Leadership Studies building, um, Mike Finnegan. Oh, and he was I've like, Jody. <laughs> He's yes, great. He is amazing. He has been a guest on our podcast. <laughs> so I'm just going to make that shameless go. plug here. Yeah. Go listen yeah. to his episode. <laughs> He's amazing. And he was like, You're really interested in this kind of thing. You would be a great asset to, um, to the PowerCat Financial Program and learn so much from them. Um, and he just, he knocked on, like, I think I'd emailed um, Jody, our director, before that. And she was like, Oh, I'm sorry. We only have applications open once a year. Um, but with his help, um, I actually got involved with the program. We have a student advisory board. I started being able to get involved as a freshman, um, which if you're a freshman, get involved early. You guys are amazing. Have so much enthusiasm for everything, (laughs) new ideas. Love you guys. Seniors, you're also great. But, um, so yeah, that really helped. Mike, um, helped open that door for me, um, that I had an op. I don't, I wouldn't have been able to do it otherwise. And now I wouldn't have been three years as a peer counselor either mm-hmm. if I hadn't gotten plugged in my freshman year. What's really cool about that is what you just said, you know, fostering some relationships with your advisors, with your faculty and staff, and how that can be beneficial. Um, when it comes to, like I said, Mike walked you over to Jody, or Mike knocked on Jody's door and said, hey, I got someone that would be good for you. That's fantastic. Yeah. Um, definitely the importance of being kind. Kind is Being kind is costs you pretty much nothing. Um, but also just advocating for other people is just a huge thing. Um, and I'm glad every time I'm able to do it, but it's gotten me so far as well. Yeah. I like that. The importance of just almost like engaging and what opportunities that can lead to. I think whether it's even, you know, financial well-being or other areas of well-being to staying connected, networking kind of leads to these other opportunities for students. Um, but uh, one thing there about uh, PowerCat Financial. So if a student is maybe looking to get involved, is like Jody Kaus who they should 
be contacting or who should they mm-hmm. go through um, if they have questions or anything about that? Yeah, we have our own website on K-State. If you just um, search PowerCat Financial or if you Google it, um, we'll pop up too. Um, our applications are currently live through February 28th um, for both peer counselor positions, which is where you're working one-on-one with the students as well as learning those presentation skills. It's kind of amazing how broad and versatile of the skills you learn. And we also have a student advisory board where they help us plan events. They get to learn some financial literacy, so you don't have to be a finance major to be involved with any of this. Um, But our website is a good place to start, and just like emailing um, our PowerCut Financial at ksu.edu email is huge too. Right. Financial literacy, I really like that term. I think that's kind of along with financial well-being is one of those kind of has been a foreign term to me at times, but like, yeah, just understanding the the lingo, as Chris said earlier, earlier of finances. <laughs> That's kind of a struggle yeah. in itself for, <laughs> I think, a lot of college students. Yes. Um, and because a lot of families don't talk about it, it's like you just have to kind of blunder your way through. So I'm definitely glad we have resources here to start learning some of that stuff. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, what you said, would you agree, like, sometimes finances and speaking, it's kind of taboo. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, I know, like, I think about, some of the year when I growing up there as I grew up in with my family, finances were something that were very a very private matter, mm-hmm. and people think this is in you know I, I can't talk to anybody about this because this is an internal me only private matter. Mm-hmm. So I see that as a hurdle for that financial well being for people to overcome to come in and seek help and, and find you guys and say hey look I need some help. You know? Yeah, yeah, it's a huge hurdle. I my mom was weird and she like actually talked to me about finances so like I've never had that problem as Mm -hmm. much as some people but like the students I meet with um, learning how to talk about finances in a way that doesn't stress them out um, has been huge Um, but yeah it definitely needs to be something talked about more frequently Um, and the cool thing about utilizing our service is you can kind of start building that skill before you hopefully have a partner or someone else you talk to your finances with um, to hopefully avoid some of those money fights because it's destroys a lot of marriages yeah yeah and just learning how to talk that talk about that with your family like if a student can come in and be like I've never talked about money with my family with anybody and now I'm completely or maybe on my own with finances and I guess maybe what tips do you have for students who are maybe looking to open that conversation maybe like I I kind of want to talk to my parents about this I kind of want to talk to my spouse about this but I'm not sure how to go about it. Do you guys maybe have tips for students who are looking to maybe start those conversations? Yeah. So for if um, couples, that kind of thing, we actually have an event every year called Love and Money. It's actually happening oh, Thursday. Yes. I just heard um, about that. And it helps like kind of start bridging the gap of talking about finances and potentially combining them, um, which is cool. But I think starting in a safe place is definitely the most important part. And as You can utilize our service to start learning how to talk about that, Um, but make sure it's, like, a safe place, like a safe person, that kind of thing. And it doesn't necessarily need to be your family. Um, There's a lot of different family dynamics, and not all of them are healthy. Mm -hmm. Um, So finding that whoever your person is who can be your accountability person, financially and otherwise, um, sometimes they're different people. Sometimes they can be the same. So Yeah, but maybe if you don't talk with your family about finances, at least you have – Maybe you don't need to. Maybe you have somebody else you talk to about those things and um, kind of maybe keep it private if your family doesn't necessarily talk about it. Mm -hmm. Um, But I guess now in terms of your own journey with financial well-being, 
what are maybe some struggles you've had just being a college student? What are just the typical things that maybe you struggled with financially? Yeah, so I've budgeted for a long time, but learning to, like, I see different things with my budget. Um, So, like, coming in as a freshman, I use this example a lot. Um, I ate out a lot more, especially around exam times, those kinds of things. I started to be like, oh, okay, exams are coming up. I'm getting stressed. That's why I've gone to Sonic twice this week, you know, things like that. And learning to have grace with myself, which applies outside of finances, but being like, okay, I know this is coming up and I care about myself enough to be like, okay, this money is my Sonic money, (laughs) things like that. And it sounds silly, but finding different things of like, you don't necessarily, I guess, have to, if someone's like, oh, you need to save whatever percent, you need to do these things. Okay. Think about it for yourself and be like, okay, what do I really need? And know that it's okay to be completely different from somebody else and have unique needs and be okay with that and stop in some places like the comparison game as well Mm -hmm. because that just steals joy and Mm -hmm. causes stress. Yeah, the um, comparison thing, I think that's definitely can be a tough um, situation in college just maybe – where, where am I? They seem not stressed about their finances, but I'm stressed. And they seem like they can stick to a budget. I can't. Um, yeah. But in terms of like budgeting, maybe what would you say to students? You know, I've done this before myself. You know, I've made a budget and then, you know, day four of the month, I'm like, crap, I, the budget's blown. Like, <laughs> I'm off pace. Like, what do I do now? Like, kind of how do you, you know, if you feel like you're trying to budget, but you keep falling off the mm-hmm. wagon or like, you know, do you need to be that strict? How should you be a little more, yeah, lenient with the budget or? Yeah. So budgeting has such a bad rap, but really what it is, is it's guardrails. Um, for the spenders, it's like, okay, I if I want to live the life I want to live, I can't spend more than this amount. So it gives a guardrail there. But for the savers, there's also people who are like, I'm afraid to spend any of my money. A budget or a spending plan helps give permission of like, it's okay to spend. But the other thing to know about budgets, it's in my book, just like a big word with a lot of things underneath it is everyone's different. So you got to find what works for you. And it takes a while. It takes at least three months to stop feeling like, oh man, I just blew everything. Um, I forgot. I have a doctor's appointment coming up and I need to have my copay or whatever. Um, So having grace with yourself Again, like so many other aspects of well-being, um, having grace, being willing to adapt, those kinds of things are huge. Um, And no, you don't have to be super – not everyone needs to have a super strict budget of I can only spend $50 or $20 and whatever it is. As long as you're meeting your needs, you're good. Um, And if you want to do paper, pencil, Excel, there's so many free apps. I'm an app person. Um, that can help do this. Um, so you don't necessarily need to do the way things have always been done. You can just find what works for you. Mm-hmm. Um, Trial and error. <laughs> unfortunately, like a lot of things, that's what it is. Yeah. <laughs> There's no easy way, unfortunately. But, but what, it gets easier with over time. But yeah. what's nice with, with PowerCat Financial is that trial and error, they have people there that can mm-hmm. work with you through that trial and error. You yes. Know? Like you said earlier, it's, it's, it's a, it's a judgment-free zone. Mm-hmm. You know, you come in, your mission is to help 
students help people with their financial well-being, their financial fitness. And so trial and error is, can be kind of an intimidating thing. But like you said, I, I'll, I'll use your term guardrails, but there's mm -hmm. someone there that knows the peer counselors, Jody, that that trial and error can be done with the guidance of somebody that can help you. And that's stress relieving mm -hmm. thinking about it for me. Big time. Yeah. And thinking about the different aspects of well-being too. I've used counseling services for times when like all the aspects of well-being are so interconnected. So like if emotionally I'm not doing well, financially, physically, all of those things, I'm not doing well. So finding where people to help you with those guardrails, whether it's counseling and sometimes um, setting time aside for like a morning run or yoga or meditation or whatever, finding those guardrails in life and helping try to stay between them. It doesn't need to be like one lane. Um, it can be wider than that, but it just, A, it helps you feel safe and secure, but two, it's not as stressful then. It's not as restricting and that kind of thing as well. So. Yeah, so those other areas of well-being can kind of contribute to where your financial well-being is at. Mm -hmm. So on that same note, how does like having good financial well-being, does that like enhance other areas of well-being maybe for you too? Yeah. And um, it's not something even you have to think about all the time. Um, for some people for a while, yes, you'll have to think about it a little bit more as you're like setting things up. But once you kind of get good for the most part, like every once in a while things will come and you'll have to readjust and that kind of thing. You can focus on the things you like. I know not everyone likes money. Mm -hmm. um, I'm weird like that. Um, you could focus more on strength training or whatever it is that brings you joy. Um, that's one of the things that's so important about well-being. Like if you try your best to focus on these areas um, and do and be as well as you can, it helps in every aspect. So you can go back to enjoying the things you do most. Mm -hmm. um, so. Yeah, I think of, you know, like let's say – I'm really struggling financially, then I think that can, you know, contribute to, okay, I can't go out to dinner with my friends because it's not in my budget. Now my social <laughs> well-being is is struggling. Yeah. Then I'm feeling lonely and isolated. So my mental and emotional mm -hmm. well-being is struggling. And then maybe I can't go to the gym and pay for this workout class because my finances are are not the best. So I think, honestly, the, the importance of good financial well-being really does or can contribute to every aspect of your life. Yeah, it it's way more interconnected than people think yeah. it is. Um, and it helps you with all of those other aspects of well-being. And sometimes it's about being creative and being like, okay, where did I hear this thing that I have to do this thing this way? Um, because like e with eating out, it's like, okay, I don't have time to go to El Tap this week. Um, maybe we could all come together at my place and everyone just bring a side or something. Mm -hmm. And then you can have the same fun time, potentially even more fun because you don't have to follow some of the social norms when you're out yeah. in public <laughs> and that kind of thing. Um, just being creative of like, okay, how can I do this? Like, this is my goal. What other ways can I come at this? Um, sometimes mm -hmm. it does take a lot of creativity, but like you can get there. Mm -hmm. of like, Don't give up the things that are most important to you just find other avenues to get there. Mm -hmm. With you with you saying that, I kind of I think about the definition of well-being that we've adopted uh, within several areas of well-being um, here at K-State. We have a well-being collaborative that we meet, and the definition that we generally work from is an optimal and dynamic state that allows people to achieve their full potential. Mm -hmm. 
And what and, and there's a lot of places, a lot of areas that use that definition. But what I really like about it is, you know, that states help people reach their full potential. And I think mm -hmm. what you're hitting on is that full potential, that looks different for a lot of people. It does. What is it going to take for me to reach my full potential is different than what it may take other folks. And so what you're saying is just reinforcing that, that mm -hmm. whole concept, you know, that's what we're here for. We want people to reach their full potential. And the whole, the whole thing of how financial well-being is interlaced with every other piece of well-being. And what I find really interesting is that sometimes when I'm like, okay, maybe I need – what if, what if I take some time to work on one area of my well-being? It might be physical. It may be emotional. It may be my community. That can also, like, I don't know, it jump-starts the other areas of well-being mm -hmm. as well. And that just is proof that they're so interconnected. Yes, they are so incredibly interconnected, which sometimes when you're trying to figure out, okay, what is wrong, <laughs> it makes it hard. Um, but it's also really helpful that, like, as you said, when you kickstart them, it just kind of helps every aspect yeah. in Mm -hmm. Kind of that, like, the wa uh, rising water lifts all boats type yep. of situation yeah. is there, too. But I think recognizing um, that your best and what looks best for you at this point of life, as well as for each different person, looks different. And giving yourself grace of, like, okay, I cannot do my best today. Mm -hmm. And that is okay. Yeah. That is something that took me a long time and a lot of therapy to, like, start getting to and accepting on a more regular basis um but yeah it helps a lot that true self-assessment of yourself like mm -hmm. where's my energy level at mm -hmm. today what can i accomplish yeah. and if my energy level and what i accomplish is not at a hundred percent like i maybe some i think it should be or some others like you said that's okay yeah you know that self-aware like working in, in, in the mental health field for all the years that I've had, that is one skill that I've had to work on, but it's also one I've identified that if we can help people have true self-assessment and true self-awareness, then you're setting it up for them when they, like I said, they have these checks in place and they can mm -hmm. be honest with themselves. And that's only going to help them in the long, uh, in the long run. So I really like what you said there. Yeah. Yeah. Every, Every person, none, none of us are perfect. We're, we're not always going to follow our, you know, financial plan perfectly. But I think, mm -hmm. um, as you mentioned, that, yeah, self-awareness, knowing that it's okay if we're not always perfect. I think um, I have a lot of friends who are student athletes and everyone's like, if I'm, if I'm off, you know, we're very, you know, numbers person, mm -hmm. data, you know, very specific people. So sometimes it's like, if, if one day we're off, you know, we're off. And I'm like, <laughs> no, we're not off the wagon. Like, so I, I'm glad. Yeah that you kind of reiterated that, like, just because maybe one day you're not your best doesn't mean you're falling off the wagon. You know, it's maybe more about consistency and um, just continually, like, striving to um, improve those areas. And if it's not always yes. on point, that's okay. Consistency is so key. Um, and it looks different for each person. And as we're still somewhat in the beginning part of the year, I think about, like, New Year's resolutions how how often if you think about those goals you set for yourself and you really think about them do you find goals that you're like I have to work so hard for that you're killing yourself for that are like this is not even something I want mm -hmm. so getting clear on like what those areas of like okay this is what I want in these areas and these are the top two most important things I think helps a lot otherwise your energy is just like everywhere and it's not as effective mm -hmm. so and that looks different for everybody yeah um, so one question here that I've just kind of been <laughs> spinning around, but, um, 
with COVID-19, the pandemic happening, how has that maybe changed maybe the importance of finances for some people? Um, whether it could be like maybe finding a job, maybe mm-hmm. pe- some, some people have lost jobs. I don't know. Has that like added any other weird dynamic or is there maybe more importance on focusing on financial well-being with all of this stuff going on? Yeah, COVID has, yeah, um, a lot of things. Um, I think it just reminded people the importance of saving, especially emergency funds of like, if something happens, if I lose my job or if campus is closed down for however long and all these different things, I think it really reminded people of how important it is to have that safety net financially in an emergency fund, as well as I think it really helped all of us not like redefine of like what's important to me. Like you're spending all this money on these things and it's like, do I even get joy from this? I think COVID in a way with all of its other killer side effects of like isolation and all those things, I think did in a way it was helpful um, of like, okay, this is what's most important for me. And I'm going to start fighting for that again and not realizing how tired you are. Mm -hmm. So I think it helps in some way prune the plan of like, okay, this is important to me. Yeah. Um, And then I'll go from there. Mm -hmm. Um, So also in terms of, you know, financial well-being, kind of, we've talked a lot about, like, self-care, like, wellness. Um, How does, let's see if I can word this right. Um, So sometimes, like, having good financial well-being might look like splurging and going Mm -hmm. shopping for somebody, and it might look like spending money on a trip for somebody. How do you guys kind of incorporate that into um, what you guys are teaching at, you know, PowerCat Financial of, you know, you want to have good finances, but you also need to enjoy your life. Or, like, where, where do you find that balance? Yeah, I think that's an overarching thing with financial planning, too, of, like, where's that balance of, like, enjoying your life and preparing for the future and not too much in either direction? Um, what we try to do is be as open-minded and curious as possible, um, just diving deeper. Okay, why is this important to you? And understanding, because um, on our spreadsheets when we're doing – budgeting and spending plans with people there's a need versus want section as Mm -hmm. because a lot of students are um, potentially over budget and have a deficit in their spending it applies to a lot of things but it's just like what I spend at the grocery store or groceries for someone living in the dorms is not as important as they are for someone living off campus Mm -hmm. and just accepting I think it's a journey with all of us that like Needs and wants are so different for everybody. Mm-hmm. So we try to be as curious as possible and not be like, do not ever spend money on lattes and that kind of thing. <laughs> yeah. um, Cause that's just not us. And we've met a lot of students who that's really important to them yeah. for a lot of different reasons. Yeah. Because I think, I mean, I could, I could save and not spend money on anything and I could be doing pretty well, but then mm-hmm. it's like, am I enjoying my life if I'm, you know, so tied to this budget that I, I'll never go see friends mm-hmm. or never do anything that involves spending. So I think that's, a good element of balance of, yeah, it incorporates both. The, the wants and needs <laughs> are important. The, you know, wants are also important, not as important yeah. maybe as the needs, but um, important towards feeling good about how mm-hmm. you're spending your money. Um, so I guess as if, if there's a K-State student who like walks in here and they're like, I have no idea what to do with my finances. I'm really struggling. I have nowhere, no idea where to start. Mm-hmm. Um, what would you maybe say to them? Where would you lead them? So if students are listening to this, they're like, yeah, this is great, but how do I get started? Um, 
potentially create an appointment with us at PowerCat Financial. We can definitely help nail that down specifically for you um, because everyone's so different. There's general advice is kind of hard. Um, but I think just starting of like figuring out where you are now, what you want, um, both financially and otherwise, and then starting to build those habits little by little um, of a budget in that like you know how much you can spend safely, um, those kinds of things, and still get the things you want. Learning how to build credit wisely, things like that um, is pretty helpful as well. Um, yeah, yeah, there's it, – it, unfortunately, there's no like one-size-fits-all answer. Yeah. Um, but just learning about the different areas that you're like, okay, I think I need this. But also talking to someone helps too. Mm-hmm. I learned so much that way. What I think is like going over to PowerCat Financial is, like you said, you said make an appointment. And I think I, I don't want it to be lost that those appointments that you all have when you meet with students, it is like an, I don't know how to say, an actual appointment. Like I, when I went over there and sat down, like the rooms that you all use, they're private rooms. Mm-hmm. Um, you sit down and, you know, there's, you know, it's not open for everybody to see. And that does create that sense, hopefully that sense of security for that person coming in there and giving them a little bit of permission to be a little bit vulnerable with mm-hmm. the people. Because, you know, the power to be a peer financial counselor at PowerCat Financial you guys have to go through a lot of training, a lot of steps, and things of that nature. Um, could maybe you say, tell a little bit about what it takes to become a power or a, a, a financial advisor? Because yeah. there is a lot of work that goes into <laughs> it. Like, it was, you know. Yeah, and our program um, programs across the country are a little bit different, but ours is like the model. We were kind of the first ones doing this. Um, I do also want to say, like, if you don't feel comfortable, like, coming in person, you could find a safe place where you feel comfortable and Zoom in. Um, We do Zoom appointments as well. Um, But to become a peer financial counselor, we have a whole semester of training before we're ever allowed to meet by ourselves with a student. And in that training, we learn all about student loans. We learn a lot of the knowledge. But we start building on those people skills, too, of how to ask open-ended questions um, how to start, like, relating and diving deeper with a person so that way we don't, like, run off of, like, oh, you need a budget so bad when that's not what they're asking at all. <laughs> um, and understanding, like, budgets look very different for different people, that kind of thing. Um, but, yeah, we do have a whole semester of um, training, and then we continually train every month as well on um, different topics and we get a lot of emails as well, just as we try to stay abreast of everything happening on campus and with student loans. Mm-hmm. Um, are there any other maybe resources that you used at K-State besides PowerCat Financial mm-hmm. or like other events that were maybe put on um, for finances that were helpful to you? Yeah. Um, let's see. This is just something I'm curious about, so it's something like <laughs> I'm always diving deeper into personally. Um But, yeah, my different campus events have had different events like that, too. Um, I know they're – I can't remember. I think it's through the Career Center. They're having an adulting um, session coming up, I think, starting in March. That's going to be really cool of, like, imposter syndrome, those kinds of things. That is being put on by our office, Adulting 101. Just another shameless plug. (laughs) Working on those announcements now. (laughs) um, It's really cool. I've been plugging it to students and stuff. and if I'm remembering the question well, different 
offices also have different aspects of finances. Um, so the financial aid office, those kinds of things. I've also really liked um, you at KSU oh, yeah. um, as well. It allows you to plug in like financial kind of goals and that kind of thing, but like more holistically of like myself as an entire person. Mm -hmm. um, that's been pretty cool, but mm -hmm. there's a lot of different things. Um, what I think is neat, so. what you said is, is, is your involvement with, with K-State and getting involved, and we, you talked about making those relationships and those connections. Mm -hmm. um, now yourself, it's like you're an advocate for, like you kind of look for those, you just talked about Adulting 101 and you at KSU, you know, you got involved with PowerCat Financial and it opened up doors to other areas of well-being and other things that you can do to help mm -hmm. yourself. And also, like I said, an advocate by saying, telling other students like, hey, this could be a cool thing for you to go to, this Adulting mm -hmm. 101 imposter syndrome or um, Jody's actually doing one for us. Yeah. That I'm, I think it's called day one. I'm really excited about because I, it's been a while ago. I remember my first day at work and like, what is all of this stuff? So I hopefully she's <laughs> going to help out with that. But, yeah. but again, it just goes back to saying you build that relationship and that you get involved in the community. It opens you up to so many other places you can go. And, and, and you, yes. you just know so much more. Mm -hmm. It's so cool of you meet students in different um, avenues, that kind of thing. And you're like, Oh, I heard about this really cool program. Um, I'm trying to think of like that. I know the acronyms of them, but I'm trying to think of like the whole thing. Like ESS is such a cool program, and the Trio program, um, they help like first gen students or disadvantaged students in some way continue with college and like it just getting involved and like listening to other people. It's mm -hmm. amazing the things happening on our campus at any given day. Um, so that's been really cool. And being able to be like, oh, my gosh, I heard about this program. I've met students who have benefited from this program. Let me get you connected, which has helped me recommend scholarships for other students, help them get programs involved. Um, it'd be interesting knowing the impact we have of just when you are willing to be like, I know this is weird, but I think you would really benefit from this thing. Um, I think it's amazing. Yeah, I think you really just hit the uh, nail on the head there with the importance of community and mm -hmm. um, how having community can really connect you. Because um, I think as students, I think you mentioned this earlier, like you, you don't even know what you don't know sometimes. Like, yes. like I didn't even know these things were happening on campus. Even if you're kind of feel like you're involved, mm -hmm. sometimes you're just maybe not sure. But like getting involved, kind of getting in the grit of things is like where you can really find, I think that love and money, um, this has been an ongoing event, right? Yeah, we okay. do it every year. I heard about this. I have a friend who's um, also in like financial planning and she'd like talked to me about this before. And I was mm -hmm. like, I'm not, uh, you know, studying finance or anything, mm -hmm. but she was like, this is about, you know, talking about finances with your significant other. And I was like, oh my gosh, how like, that's, mm -hmm. that's really cool. I think I should go to that. Um, so yeah, the importance of just getting involved even if you aren't in you know studying finance or something there's ways to figure out what's going on and ways to mm -hmm. find um you know people who can uh, connect you so i think that's great yeah it's yeah it's been so cool like uh, my time at k-state of like someone advocated for me which now mm -hmm. enables me to advocate for other people and be like help bring other people up from just what i've learned by being around people Mm -hmm. it's been really cool just how everyone plays a little part in your journey. Yeah. Um, all right, Anna, we just have a couple questions here for you okay. left. Um, first or final thing, just kind of to wrap up um, this 
topic on financial well-being. Um, do you have any final thoughts of like why should college students care? Why is this? We may have covered this slightly already, but why is this so important? Why should students want to improve their financial well-being? With how our society is, finances just impact everything. Um, so getting setting yourself up to get on the right track so you can enjoy all the other things you love so much um, is really why financial well-being is so important. I know I said it before, but, like, why feel like crap when there's something you can do about it? And it doesn't necessarily have to be a hard thing, um, but just things you can do to start helping. Um, so, yeah, I would just recommend figuring out what you need. I know sitting by yourself and, like, thinking through those things. For some people, they have to have someone in front of them to, like, talk, talk it out. Um, but doing that, not being afraid to ask for help, um, and understanding that other people are really how you become a successful. Um, so getting to know, it doesn't necessarily have to be professors, advisors on a close relationship, but campus, um, opportunities, cat communities, there's so many different ways to start like getting involved like that and just being on the lookout. Sometimes just reading your email so many different opportunities <laughs> yeah. on any given day. Yeah. Um, so different things like that of just staying open and curious mm -hmm. and being willing to adapt. Yeah. Then you can just set yourself up, like you said, set yourself up to enjoy your life later. These are my goals. Mm -hmm. How can I financially set myself up to enjoy my life to the fullest, you know? Yes. And operating in your strengths. Um, mm -hmm. I was in the strengths cat community and it's such a big part of being the K-State experience is like live in your strengths. Um, your strengths are not someone else's, so be okay with what your strengths are, and you get so much more joy. Um, I think that was, you asked me earlier how my well-being has changed, and I think the biggest thing is operating in my strengths mm -hmm. <laughs> has really just opened doors for me and just helped me just feel better about myself, too. Like, it's no fun doing something every day that, like, you really are bad at. Um, so, like, find ways to operate in your strengths. And, like, people will adapt for them, too. Um, the roles at PowerCat and in the different jobs I have have changed as they're like, oh, this is what you're good at. Okay. Here's some responsibilities so you can start, like, working on that a little bit more. So. Mm -hmm. Make your strengths work for you. And yes, that's the thing. Then you're almost naturally good and confident in those areas and mm -hmm. that can go such a long ways yes it helps so much with confidence <laughs> like unbelievably so all right chris do you have any other questions i have two kind of fun questions for her but anything else <laughs> along no, this topic i'm kind of uh, looking forward to these fun questions that you have macy so okay. i'm gonna let you go ahead and, and, and let it go so since you're studying finance and personal financial planning i just got to know if you have any like pro tips with when it comes to saving you know those things mm -hmm. of like oh, did you know if you go to Target on this day, like this is half off or I don't know. You've got any like yeah. pro saving tips of like, oh yeah, I use these coupons for this. Like you can, you don't have to pay for movies on Tuesday night or whatever. So yeah. Um, unfortunately that's not my jam. We had a peer counselor who he knew all of the, he had a spreadsheet that he honestly should have sold of like all the deals going on in Aggieville on any given night. Um, it was pretty amazing, but just like keeping your mind open to those things, being willing to try new things helps a lot. Um, and referrals, like they save you an amazing amount of money. Mm -hmm. So if you love something, <laughs> refer it because someone else might love it too. Yep. And that saves you a lot of money. Do you keep your eye out for like certain 
savings things like oh three dollar margaritas on Wednesdays at <laughs> what seven eight five or something. <laughs> yeah, um, it really depends on like what I'm doing. Um, but I found Aldi. A lot of people don't know about it. I love Aldi. <laughs> so cheap. I love. Yep. I love their prices. Um, some of it's off brand, but. It's Actually, it. that's my pro tip. Um, <laughs> a lot of off-brand things are exactly the same. Sometimes you have to play around because some of them are, like, really bad. Mm-hmm. But it saves you so much money going off-brand. <laughs> yeah. Actually, that's a great pro tip. I do that with my groceries as well. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I love Aldi. <laughs> okay. Um, other um, question for you is, what's your favorite place to eat in Manhattan? Ooh, uh, this is a really hard one. It depends on the mood, you know. Um, I really like El Tapatio, um, but there's a Frida's food, Mexican food truck. It's over by Sonic. It's That would be my favorite place if, you know, sit down wasn't required. Yeah. Is that the orange? Is it or- an orange food truck? The orange one is still really good, too, okay. but it's, like, right next to Sonic. There's, like, a parking lot, and it says, like, um, snow cones or something, Joanne's snow cones oh, or something. Yes. Mm-hmm. Never seen like the actual Joanne's, whatever, but yeah. Frida's is really good. Okay. I, I just good. wrote that down. <laughs> <laughs> Same. Yeah, no, you learn so much by asking other people, like, where's your favorite place to yeah. eat? I was like, that's how I found that. Yeah. So. <laughs> well, I want to ask you, Macy, what's your favorite place to eat in Manhattan? Or do you have? Ooh, um, I, I want to say, um, uh, Taco Lucha in Aggieville because of have you guys had the black bean dip raspberry black bean dip there yeah, that is really like good. the rave <laughs> everybody was telling me I had to try that um so it sounds I really there. weird but yep, very good if if you're a skeptic you have to try it um <laughs> yeah I think that would probably be be my go-to but I also um I think all my teammates know this but I am a major fan of the Radina's black bean burrito it's like a breakfast mm-hmm. burrito that they have <laughs> I get that all the time so if you're into burrito, breakfast burritos, um, I am a big fan of Verdina's. <laughs> but um, I guess that is all the questions that I have for you, um, Chris, unless you have anything, any final things, um, or Anna, if you have any final thoughts as well. But I just want to say thanks for coming on, being a guest, and also for leaning into the process when you came to K-State and helping people and helping students. Um, because that's, you know what we're here for to help people. And I also, I, I do want to add, I, I think what's really neat and about you sharing your story and, you know, you take your well-being serious and financial well-being is a part of that throughout this whole thing. You've talked about your whole well-being, mm-hmm. you know, when you get out in the job market and I've been in the job market for a little while, I found myself at times being a little bit, I want to say use the word envious of people that were in tune with their well-being mm-hmm. and took it serious and knew how to take care of it. And, I kept thinking, like, I want to be that person. And it took me a while. I mean, I'm st- it's still a journey. Don't get me wrong. Mm-hmm. But while you're here at K-State, if you can start that well-being journey, if you can start learning how to take care of your well-being, when you leave K-State, it's only going to help you in whatever mm-hmm. you decide to do, you know, if, whether you decide to enter the job market, whether you go on to get a graduate, whatever it is. And so I think it's fantastic that, that you leaned in, took care of your well-being, and you're setting yourself up for success. And so... I just wanted to make sure that, that I said thank you. And I think it's something we all can learn because it is a skill, taking care of your own well-being, in tune with it, that's going to help, help you dramatically once you leave K-State and whatever you do with the rest of your life. So thank you so much. Yeah. Um, quick story on that. My grand, I was not going to do the MAPS program. It was a summer bridge program. Six weeks away from my family, the summer after I graduated, I was like, what am I doing? 
And my grandpa was just telling me how you'll never regret like the opportunity. You'll regret the opportunities you don't take. You never know which one's going to change your life. And that one and just leaning in of like, okay, I have so much to learn and being okay with that um, has helped a lot. Um, And also, I would also like to add, this is me on one of my better days. Um, I'm not telling you all of the like trouble I've gone through getting here, that kind of thing, because it's not as top of mind today as some days. Um, But being honest about like the struggles too um, is very important. Because nobody's perfect, so don't, like, take that as, like, I'm doing so well (laughs) all the time um, because I'm not. Yeah. Well, thank you so much, Anna. We appreciate your honesty. We appreciate you sharing these resources. I think um, so many – this is just another example of you being connected and um, serving this podcast hopefully can serve as a way to connect students to the resources available, how to get Mm -hmm. involved, and just maybe hope for their own situation of, I can improve my financial well-being and – I know the steps to take to do it. So we just appreciate you being here. Um, thank you for being so well-spoken. And um, uh, yeah, I guess that's all we have for you. But. Yeah, thank you so much for letting me be here, guys. Yeah. I really appreciate it. Thank you.